you know somebody who suffers from high blood pressure, I would, there's an 85% chance that they have a type of high blood pressure called idiopathic hypertension. The word idiopathic in medicine means unknown origin, means we have no freaking idea. Most people with high blood pressure have a normal EKG, a normal EEG. They have normal heart and lung sounds, normal dye contrast study, normal cardiac cath. They have nothing wrong with their heart. So why do they have high blood pressure? Because if you have that MTR gene mutation, you cannot lower an amino acid in your blood called homocysteine. Homocysteine is the most inflammatory compound in the human body. If you can't metabolize it, then it rises. And when homocysteine rises, when it's rolling by the inside of your arteries, it causes your arteries to clamp down. You have 63,000 miles of blood vessel in your body. What happens if I take a fixed system and make the pipe smaller? Pressure goes up. So now there's nothing wrong with your heart. You have an amino acid in the blood that's skyrocketed that's causing your arteries to clamp down, driving pressure up, and now you're on beta blockers or calcium channel blockers or diuretics trying to punish a perfectly functioning organ for a crime it's not committing because your body just can't methylate homocysteine. I put these people on something called trimethylglycine, TMG, an amino acid that helps the body metabolize homocysteine. As homocysteine falls, blood pressure returns to normal because there never was anything wrong with the heart. I don't know when it was in the 1980s and the pharmaceutical industry um, was um, given permission to advertise and it changed the way drugs were moved through the country. And, and in that time when, when the pharmaceutical industry was allowed to advertise, you know, they started moving out there in the market and they started to um, develop these advertising campaigns and they would go to doctor's offices and they just push their drugs. I mean, if you watch any of the numerous documentaries about the Sackler family, you know, you can kind of get an idea how awful it was. The thing is, um, the vitamin industry likes to play a game where they pretend that they're holier than that and they're better and they're amazing because, oh, we don't do drugs. We don't do bad things like that. And, and it's true. That part's true. Where, where I want to point out here is there's still manipulation occurring. You're in the mouse, the cat. You're just replacing one problem with another. It's a sales pitch. When people get on these channels and they make these extreme videos, there's always a kernel of truth to it. I'm going to point that truth out in this video in a second. There is truth in this. There is truth in this. But the way they do it is so absolute. It's a market. It's a marketing game. It's a ploy. They create a certain environment that slips you into just, funnels you just into their one diagnosis, one treatment. It creates a sense of urgency. It creates a sense of need. And it gives you, oh, by the way, here's my solution. And I have it on my website for X. I get excited when I find a therapy that works. I have a case of MTHFR where she was told she'd never be a mom and she has these beautiful kids. So I get excited about things too. But I don't go out there making a video saying that if I treat your MTHFR genetic methylation issue, I'm going to cure your infertility. It's like doing that. When this video came out and um, I had, I'm not exaggerating, I had five texts that day from different patients who uh, were reaching out to me saying, you know, can they get on this instead? 
And I had to sit down with them each and explain to them why it is that they're on a different protocol and why their protocol is this, where it is. In this video, he says that 85% of all hypertension is idiopathic. That is a made-up number. There are so many reasons why someone has blood pressure elevations. You would have, and he just pointed out just cardiac, he's a cardiac cath. He's just, I, blood pressure is not, hypertension is not caused by the muscle of the heart itself. Most causes of hypertension are going to be things like uh, renal function. Your kidney's not maintaining uh, the water through electrolyte imbalances. Angiotensin, there's a lot of aspects of kidney health that play a role with blood, uh, uh, blood pressure. When you're stressed out, your nervous system upregulates and epinephrine, norepinephrine, and you're going to clench your arteries and that's going to cause high blood pressure too. So chronic, uh, poorly managed stress uh, can do that. Um, epigenetics, which is the environment affecting our genes. Those are two big parts of it. There's always going to be that familial component where there could be genetics where you're just going to have familial upregulated uh, blood pressure as you age. It's totally there. But also it could be the patient themselves, their lifestyle. Smoking, drinking, poor dietary habits, they all contribute to this. They all do. So, so saying it's idiopathic is really not fair to the patient. Because the patient will go in and be like, they don't know why I have blood pressure. So let's just take this TMG supplement because that's just going to help it. That's not true. We run labs. We figure the person out. We do our best to understand the person in front of us. Again, this is a sales pitch. The person is showing us that there's a need for this. They're showing there's no answer out there. There's 85% of it. We don't know why someone has high blood pressure. There's a need for what we're going to do here. There's a you know frightening thing that's happening. You know, the the body is clamping down on the arteries and you're punishing it with the blood pressure medications you're currently on. And, and the only way to solve this is my care. By the way, I'm selling it here on my website. It's always, it always has that. always has that. They're not sitting down trying to educate you on. These are the many different reasons why someone has high blood pressure. I want you to be aware of one other one that's unique that doesn't always get caught. So, so, so let's talk about that. There's one piece that's true in here. Let's say, how, how could he have done this better? He could say that blood pressure elevations, a lot of times, are misdiagnosed and misunderstood in medicine. That's true. People will go into their doctor's office and they have hypertension. Does the doctor always run lab work to figure out why they have hypertension? No. Should they? Yeah. That's part of our job. But they don't. They just start putting on uh, different blood pressure medications. And a lot of times, it's the one that they have been using recently because that's the one they like using these days. Because that's when they're used to using. Our job as a physician is to first figure out why you have the high blood pressure. So another way of doing this video would be like, well, when you go to your doctor, among these other things they should be doing to find out why you have high blood pressure, one other area we should be considering is methylation. Methylation plays a role with blood pressure. This is why. That would be the next step. And he would bring up that genetic disorder, MTHFR. So MTHFR, again, previous podcast episodes, I've spoken about this. MTHFR is short for methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. Mouthful, I know, MTHFR. What it means, when you eat food, it gets absorbed and there's folic acid or folate in it. You know, everyone thinks of it as folic acid because we were raised with the terms folic acid. So I try and use terms that you're used to, but it's folate, basically. You're absorbing folate. Folic acid is a supplement version of it. Not the best one either, but still, it's what it is. So anyway, you absorb folate from your diet. Now, folate in and of itself doesn't really do anything. When you absorb it, you bring it into your body. Your body then activates it by adding a methyl 
group onto it. That methyl group adds onto the folate and makes methylfolate. Now, activated methylfolate goes through the body and does a lot of different things. It helps with production of serotonin. It helps with the production of dopamine. It helps with the production of melatonin. It helps with the production of all those neurotransmitters associated with cognitive wellness. On top of that, it's essential for new DNA to be formed. So your body's regenerating itself with adequate levels of methylfolate. Further, it reduces homocysteine. So part of being alive is you have something called homocysteine. And, and, and it's part of the metabolic pathways. And if you don't have methylfolate, it becomes elevated. Elevated homocysteine irritates the lining of the arteries, allowing there for being a buildup of atherosclerotic placking. That's known. We also know that homocysteine does affect nitric oxide synthase, which is the part of the arteries that, that dilates. It's something that creates the dilation of the arteries, something that causes them to kind of expand out. So without nitric oxide, your arteries are not going to be able to expand out very well. So they're just not going to, not going to it doesn't cause them to constrict. It doesn't cause them to clamp down. But nitric oxide is not going to let it have that same expansion that it's supposed to have or dilation that it's supposed to have. So in those cases, when someone presents to clinic with hypertension, we run the lab work. We try and figure out the cause. If it's someone who's having a lifestyle issue, like their diet is really poor, you know, there are certain things that are missing in their diet, I'll figure that one out right away. If it's the methylation issue, we're going to run that lab. We're going to figure out that methylation thing because that's the thing. When someone comes on with blood pressure, we keep looking for what's the cause. If we figure out the cause, we stick with that and treat it. So, so what happens when we can't figure it out and then we run that methylation panel? We see they have the MTHFR gene and they have elevated homocysteine. How do we treat that person in clinic? Well, first, remember, what does MTHFR do? It means that you can't take folate in your diet and activate it into methylfolate. Okay? So we want to give you methylfolate as a supplement. So we prescribe methylfolate as a supplement and we run lab work to make sure you're absorbing it. Not a folate blood test, but you want to run homocysteine as a blood test because you want to make sure it's affecting the downstream metabolite. You want to make sure you're giving them enough methylfolate to reduce the homocysteine back down to normal. So we give that person the methylfolate and we do that. Sometimes we also give cofactors that help reduce homocysteine. Vitamin B6, that plays a role with something called sulfation. So B6 will help reduce it. And betaine, which is also known as TMG trimethylglycine. When you give someone trimethylglycine, that donates some extra methyl groups that has three, so betaine or trimethylglycine is glycine, which is an amino acid, that's three methyl groups added onto it. So then that goes over and it gives that methyl group to homocysteine and it lowers homocysteine back down and makes it inactive. That's how you get rid of homocysteine. So again, the primary solution is knowing whether they have the gene, giving them methylfolate, Labbing to make sure it's doing its job. If you need to add into the equation things like vitamin B6 to help reduce it. If you need to add into the equation things like TMG or trimethylglycine or, or betaine, that'll help as well. In every podcast, I try and talk about all the other factors involved. And in something like this, we always want to sit down and say, okay, if you have hypertension due to this methylation issue, what other things are wrong because of the methylation issue? So we talk about your serotonin, we talk about your mood, we talk about chronic pain and, and the fact you're not able to regenerate DNA, you're not able to regenerate your tissue due to, excuse me, a deficit of, of uh, DNA synthesis. We do our best 
to understand every other aspect that's at play in a case like this. Just pointing in the direction of TMG isn't enough, even when we have the diagnosis that that's what's going on with you. And it is not at all what we do with someone who just walks in with hypertension is slap them with TMG. That's not good medicine. Never will be. Hope that helps. Please like, share, and subscribe. uh, And I will see you at the next episode.